everybody. Welcome to the Talking Disney podcast. This is really fun. This is actually our first episode with with everything set up over on Anchor and on iTunes since we've been added to iTunes. So it's very, very exciting Yay. for us. Yay. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. And I'm Rachel and Stanford is here. Hi. Yeah, we got the big time. Can you believe it? It's so great, Rachel. Congratulations and thanks for all all you do. You you work tirelessly on everything and I'm just so uh grateful to be a uh, a small part of it. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you. So this is our 24th episode of I can't Talking believe Disney that podcast. too. So it's been we it, it hasn't been quite yet to uh, two years, but because we've done a couple months where we've done multiple episodes, yes. we uh, we've reached twenty four. So it's pretty oh, exciting. cool. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, another milestone too. Yeah, and each month we talk about a Disney classic, and that's what they refer to their canon. Because <laughs> leave it to Disney to to refer to Chicken Little as one of their animated Classic. classics, but that is the right. case. <laughs> Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we like to, with a few exceptions, we'll talk about next month as an exception, but with a few exceptions, we like to use our random number generator. Random number generator. <laughs> yes. To determine what we are going to be talking about. Uh, so that way there's, we don't get kind of stuck in a not as interesting period for like six months. That would be yeah. rough. And, and so we still might get stuck in one of those periods for six months. Right. The random number generator still might. <laughs> so far. But, but that's the idea behind it. And I did find out on Twitter, actually, that there is another podcast named Talking Disney Podcast. Yes. Yes. So, uh, and they were super nice and super great. So definitely check out their podcast. Yes, they were uh, so gracious. Because, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that they talk all things Disney, don't they? Yeah. Don't, they don't they do theme parks and mm-hmm. TV? They're more, it seems like there's more, more of a news, more of a, you know, kind of what's happening as opposed yes. to like a review. Uh, so definitely check out their, uh, their podcast. And, uh, and then... Uh, and yeah, and, and so we're on Twitter, we're Disney talking and they're talking, Disney. they're talking to me. <laughs> so we can all get along. The internet's That's an amazing right. place. It's amazing. Yeah, and, different. And, and appreciate their, you know, how gracious they were, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't have been nicer. So we'll put a link down to their podcast in the notes. Yeah. Definitely check them out. Definitely. So uh, we today are talking about the 2011 uh, film uh, Winnie the Pooh, and uh, it's it's pretty fun because I love Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah, I, I do too. I, I I mean, especially of course, love the uh, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yes. And I I've I've long felt that it, it is one of the more underrated Disney films, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, that it uh, it is sort of discounted because it's made for very small children, and so it's well, and not also it's it's a combination, well. you know. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. it's in a way a package film, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. In in that it, it's a combination of 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 three separate, yeah, 
short. Yeah, and one of them, I think the blustery day was actually an Oscar winning short. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think you're right. right. So Wolf Game Reiserman, he he combined them all together, basically gave them a, a beginning, uh opening sequence with the Sherman brothers and and then I uh, gave him the the ending, which I adore. The ending that of the many adventures of winning the is about as charming and wonderful, you know, as as is an ending to any film. I love it too. Mm-hmm. I just the whole it's idea. It's kind of like a happy childhood encapsulated, you know, encapsulated in, in, in that in that wonderful ending. Yeah. yeah. Promise you, promise you'll always remember me. Yeah, it's just the best. Yeah. Uh, so they decided to make this new film in 2011. Yeah, like almost like a Winnie the Pooh reboot. This was under uh, during the John Lasseter days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and there had been a number of direct to DVD films, or also once it got theatrical releases, such as the Tigger movie. That yeah you know movies like that have a lump movie which some of those are actually more fun than they're given credit for probably yeah uh, but, yeah but done under the direct to video you know group mm-hmm. and but still yeah with the with theatrical releases and also just all sorts of kind of tv series and things you know so it seems like I mean, mm-hmm. that there was there was a that an animated series for a while i think like in the late 80s wasn't it I think there's been a number of yeah. There's just like any number of of Winnie the Pooh uh, things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and they this is the last film that we've gotten from Walt Disney Animation Studios in traditional 2D animation. Yes, which is a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer. It was yeah, a lot of interesting things to talk about. I think with with with, with this one for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess. I guess it was really more. Yeah, you're right. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was this one for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this was basically the brainchild of John Laster, uh, Stephen J. Anderson, and Don Hall. Uh, they they you know, loved the directors, Stephen J. Anderson and Don Hall. They loved the original film and decided they wanted to try to make it more relevant, a little bit more updated. And uh, they, uh, so that was kind of their their goal. And I guess they had, uh, I'm not sure if he's a nine old men, but they had an animator, Bernie Matt- Mattinson, yeah. uh, that was part of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. Uh, to, he actually served as the storyboard artist for uh, the, the film. And so they brought him on and uh they so they had some of that they were really trying to connect with some of that old energy which is cool which is so cool and you know bernie is the studio's longest or he's been employed the longest at the studio Mm -hmm. i think i think he hit his 50th anniversary not that many years ago i think it's been like within the last five years does that sound familiar to you yeah i remember seeing Mm -hmm. So Since 1953 to present, yeah, so that's amazing. And so I think he's, and you know, he's the co-director of the Great Mouse Detective. Oh yeah, with Ron and John, he was on, he was oh, on yeah. that, on yeah. that, on that project. But anyway, he's he's done a lot of stuff for Disney, and particularly you know with the story department. And I think in a lot of ways, he's been kind of like the secret weapon because 
like he he's got so much history and I think he's just got a particular uh, a particular style that really of course works well with the Disney method of storytelling and and this Winnie the Pooh stuff I think was just right down his alley based on you know on his on his previous work on those on those other uh, yeah. Winnie the Pooh shorts he was one of the early Disney legends one of the very first yeah to get named which makes sense <laughs> right so you got right. That's cool. And so that was really their idea of, so how can we kind of present this character into a modern audience and still maintain some of that old fashioned qualities uh, that the show had. And a lot of people have criticized it for being only 63 minutes, but I actually think that's one of its strengths. I feel like this movie was really designed for little children yeah with them in yeah. mind you know it's right that's because little kids they like i'm talking toddlers kindergartners little kids yeah uh, there's not very much that's made carefully and with thought for them and their needs their special needs most stuff is made for kids that are older and it's the same th- problem that kids that are like nine ten it's the same problem they have there's lots of stuff made for kids that are just older than them, sort of yeah. getting to teenagers, that kind of thing. And there's there's a fair amount that's kind of just younger than them. But that's why the Disney Channel movies like Descendants and other things like that have done so well amongst the high school musical and stuff have done so well in that amongst that demographic because it's just a, a demographic that's like thirsty for content mm-hmm. that kind of appeals to them. And you know, the with the you know with little little kids there's a lot of television that's made for them sure yeah your your barneys your sesame street your things like that yeah but uh to have a movie it's very unusual and i kind of to me that was i really respected it for that that they kept it fairly episodic in feel Uh and also they kept it that short length for those little kids yes I know I hear you. I think that the, the the length of it doesn't bother me at all. In fact, I was thinking this time in particular, would I have liked this movie if it was if it had gone on longer? And probably, I mean, not that I would have disliked it, but like I, I think it was done. You know, <laughs> that I think it, I think it was long enough. And I'm, and I agree with you. It really perfect for for what appears to be the target audience yeah well and it is kind of a bummer because it uh, they kept the budget very very low only 30 million dollars which is unheard of for disney uh for an animated studio film uh and and yet it still only made 50 million dollars so it didn't even double the budget and rachel i just i remember this distinctly you know it was released on the same day in 2011 when uh harry potter and the deathly hallows part two was released i mean they they pitted it on that same day again i think that in a way they i view it in two ways i mean i'd like to think that the the smart people at disney were were trying to be like a counterbalance for to have to have a movie out there available for a younger audience because i mean harry potter even though all sort of the families were all sorts of families were going it's definitely a pg-13 you know, yeah, as far, yeah. right as far as as, as far as the those, content, those later ones yeah yeah but uh 
that, and I think definitely you know, that seven point two with that battle royale, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with, that happens. Uh, yeah, the carnage. But, but uh, I also felt though it was like they were giving up on the film. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like who in their right mind would even get near that weekend, that Harry Potter weekend? You know, it's just like let Harry Potter have it. I mean, here is the most anticipated movie of the year, if not the decade. Yeah. And they're trying, and they're putting their animated movie up against it. I just think it was doomed to fail, personally. You know, but again, yeah, that's just just one yeah. opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I I think that I see what they were hopefully trying to do, yeah, similar right. to what like Chipmunks did going up against Force Awakens, because you're like, oh, counter counter programming, counter programming. But you're talking. Mm, I, I mean, I don't know how expensive Chipmunks was, but uh, at least in that case, that's a something that people need to are used to going to the theater for, where people can turn on Winnie the Pooh yeah. on television, and you can watch it on television. There's series going, there's other stuff going, and have that same basic experience with their child. Exactly. So where's the motivation when you're maybe already going to a, week, a movie that weekend to then go to additional movie with like at least at least Chipmunks was part of an existing franchise that I assume has some fans because they keep making tons of money. They keep so. making movies. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it 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 is puzzling. It is a puzzling choice that they Yeah, made. it was it was puzzling to me and 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 clearly it was a bet that didn't pay off because I yeah. just don't think it, it never, it never took off. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe they were, they were thinking there would be more nostalgia on the part right. of adults that would want to go see Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. But again, when you can just see it on TV. Yeah. Is there that yeah. much nostalgia? I don't know. Cause I mean, Christopher Robin, that didn't do that well either. Yeah, it didn't. When you think about it. Yeah. It, it was not like this runaway hit by any means. Mm-mm. Yeah. Probably the best thing to come out of Winnie the Pooh 2011 is the relationship that got started with Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert exactly. Lopez. Thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were, uh, they had, uh, they got involved and uh, they, it said that Disney executives started to really notice the Lopez's instinct for storytelling with the music. So there were six songs for this. And uh, of course they were the team that did Avenue Q and a lot of really edgy stuff uh, on Broadway. Well, Bobby, you know, yeah. Did the book of Mormon right. on Broadway. Right. And, and, uh, but yeah, but with, with, with his wife on board, uh, there's just, there's, there's such a good team with these Disney yeah. properties. Cause I think the songs in this film, really cute yeah they really are really clever yeah they're really good and uh so they they did not have to audition for the next project uh but disney actually pitched frozen to them and they uh and they uh went uh went went to work on it so that's it's kind of interesting Uh, yeah definitely and of course created fun one i actually got to go to a little lecture by the with the lopez's at d23 
that was really neat. Oh, to, cool. to was hear that from the one them. that was just there at the animation booth? Yeah, which was bad planning on their part because it was so crowded. Yeah, so crowded. I tried to get it. I, I just I listened to some of it from the back of yeah. the back. It was standing up and. I finally just kept moving. Well, they, they ended up having to close it down early because we had such a big crowd yeah. that the parade or whatever they were doing right. weren't able to go through. And so that was a bummer. But still, not before. They, uh, they, they w- had some pretty interesting stuff about their dynamics and how they work together. And, uh, and, well, that <laughs> was great. Yeah, and basically they, uh, their, their dynamic of uh, <laughs> that – they said something to the effect of if one of us wants it bad enough, we will basically like let them have it. Cause it's going to get changed anyway. It's going to get moved on. <laughs> and uh, they were just so obviously like super in love with each other. And it was, I was really impressed with them. They were really cool. And uh, I, they, they just seem like, wow, this is relationship goals. These are, these, they're really, really fun people. And they talked all about writing uh uh remember me from from coco and coco right yeah so that was really cool and that's one of those little gems that you get at d23 everybody's always talking about the big panels but sometimes those little little things are Are some of the best the treasures of the experience yeah 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 for sure and so they must have been really nervous about creating their own rendition of Winnie the Pooh theme uh, by the Sherman Brothers. Yes. Uh, and uh, with uh, Zoe Deschanel singing it. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about that new uh, version and the new opening intro? You know, I, I thought it was charming because, again, I thought I was glad that they decided to, rather than create something brand new, that they they kept some of that vibe where they have the the – First off, both the live action scene where they where they're they've got the photography in Christopher Robin's room, and then they go into the the book with the uh, uh, you know with all the words and then they, they interact with the letters and whatnot. The characters interact with it, but I thought I thought it was cute. I mean, Zoe, I thought it was uh, oh, for in a, for lack of a better word, Rachel, almost trendy. Yeah, it was you know, very twee, as the hipsters yeah, like to say. Yeah, it was very twee. Twee, but... is, twee is the perfect <laughs> yeah. because I, I mean, I almost would have just preferred just the chorus that they had, you know. For but, but <laughs> Zoe Deschanel had kind of that sound of the that time period. You, you know, could almost like, picture like hearing it in a uh, like pottery barn. Yes, <laughs> right. Exactly, or some. <laughs> Some kind of coffee bar, you yeah. know, yeah. like Central Perk from Friends, you know. Yeah. You know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I did enjoy it. I thought it was sweet. And, and again, they had me just at that animation in the book, you know. Even though I know that this is like inside the book liner, yeah. Uh, you know, with that with the map of the Hundred Acre Wood, it's still right. this. Just the, uh, to me, it's just. I immediately went back to my childhood and I just had a big smile on my face. And, yeah. and I, same thing with this rewatch, just big smile. I loved it. Yeah. Well, and they, they were really, I think, trying to make meaningful changes, but, uh, but be respectful to the original. I think yeah. that that's, that's a hard, that's a hard, hard balance to, to go through. And we've seen enough of these terrible remakes to know that that's very difficult. It's really hard. Yeah. yeah. 
So I enjoyed it as well. And uh, so then we get to our first uh, new uh, sequence and uh, we have uh, Pooh singing the tummy song. It's the first new song. Because <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Pooh. Poor he's, Pooh, he's so hungry. <laughs> he's and, got that rumbly in his tumbly always. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if it quite uh, lives up to uh, um, Bear's Love, Honey, and I'm a Pooh Bear, yeah. so I do care. So I love that's I love not. that too. I, mean, I agree with you. I'm not sure if it quite lives up to that, but it's still pretty cute, right? Again, yeah. and and I think to, you know, I think little kids, I think enjoyed it, and I think as an adult, having grown up on Winnie the Pooh, it would put a smile on your face too because you think, oh, that's kind of a fun update, you know, kind of yeah. a clever, a clever way to approach this. Yeah, and yeah. I do love uh, when Pooh does his <laughs> his. Uh, what is he called this his stoutness exercises his, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and i up down yeah, touch the ground oh, so good but so it, it but it was obviously an homage to that it's kind of similar in a way to you know some people talked about in mary poppins returns how there was sort of the where the where the songs fell were similar to where it fell in the original yeah. that didn't yeah. really bother me because i felt like there was enough sort of new heart to it. Right. Find it at all. Uh, but I didn't mind either, but clearly it feels like it, you know I mean? There was in a way following a template there a formula, yes. right? Yeah. 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 And <laughs> other things interesting to me too. And again, maybe cause I was wanting a little bit more of the songs because uh -huh. I thought they were so clever. The yeah. songs are short. That's true. That's a good point. seems like they're like 90 seconds. Or yeah. Or something. <laughs> like, can we double this? Because it's so cute. You know, like I wanted, I wanted, uh, uh, I always wanted more on most of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so we find out that Eeyore has lost his tail and they start this kind of uh, search for the tail. And Christopher Robin's going to uh, have a contest. And a big prize for whoever can find it. It's going to be a big pot of honey. Yeah. And I love that. That a very important thing to do song that leads up to that. I, that mm -hmm. was one of the key ones. Too. I mean, can we, I just thought sometimes I just wanted to replay it, you know? Like, yeah. It's so adorable. <laughs> it was really, really cute. Well, so there's two things that are my biggest problems with this movie. Overall, I like this movie. I hate how they animate Christopher Robin's eyes. I think they look so weird. They're just like so, I don't know if I can explain it, but I think his eyes look strange to me. Well, uh, they, they really changed the look in particular of Christopher Robin. You know, it's like they made him just a touch older. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they gave him a new wardrobe. And, and yeah, different eyes. And it didn't necessarily bug me, but I sure noticed it. I always noticed it. Maybe it did bug me, you know, more than I'm, more than I'm giving it credit for, Rach. But uh, <laughs> But, yeah uh, yeah he he looked they were just so there was no uh like irises to the eyes right no color and so it just looked like giant pupils i don't know it looked weird to me <laughs> mm -hmm. i didn't like it uh so that i don't like and then also i'm not that crazy about a lot of the vocal 
choices that they made. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I understand. I mean, obviously, Jim Cummings is a legend. He's sure. perfect as both Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. Perfect. Got it. Yeah, he really, he really aces those voices, for sure. But pretty much everything else, I'm like, uh, I don't know. So not I, a fan I, of, of Bud Lucky as Eeyore. No. I take it. Didn't well, love and it. you know, and you know, it's Kristen Anderson Lopez who is is Kanga. Yeah, and she doesn't have many lines. But. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of Christopher Robin, but I I would prefer all of the vocal casting of the characters in that yeah, movie. Yeah, in that one versus over, like I'd much prefer Brad Garrett as Eeyore than yeah. than this. Yeah. I, and I uh, really, yeah, yeah. No, I I I, I hear you. The um uh. And also, it's um, that uh, oh, I'm drawing the blank. But the guy who voices Al, uh, yeah, Craig, Craig Ferguson. Ferguson. I mean, he does he does fine, but again, it's almost like that celebrity casting that almost like didn't really work. Yeah, well, and also, I think the portrayal of Al is a little confusing because yes, he's always been kind of a know-it-all, but he's never really been kind of irritated by it like that's rabbit's job is to be the cantankerous one the kind of i don't know <laughs> like it's 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 rabbit's job to be the cranky one it's owl's job to be the know-it-all and i feel like that kind of got a little bit mixed i don't know <laughs> no i agree in fact that's that's probably my main criticism of it is that i didn't think that all the characters were quite on point mm. uh as far as yeah, not that they have to be exactly as there, but but the characters they are who they are. It's not like you know, yeah, they can necessarily be changed because that this you know it's it's who they are, and also as I think it's what the audience would would expect, and 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 because of that, it like the way that the story goes, I don't know. It's almost like it it got a little not necessarily boring for me, but it was like problematic. It was like, Oh, I'm not sure if I really, really like where this is going. You know, that whole time they're stuck in the hole, you know, as they're trying mm-hmm. to trap the backs in. Like, I remember being a little bored in the theater and I was really bored. Uh, <laughs> you know, this, this rewatch thinking, Okay, I know this is not a very long movie, but boy, this segment, maybe it's even only five minutes, but it seems like it's going on for 20. Well, and also, like, Pooh is, Pooh is, is naive, and he takes everything at face value, but he's not really stupid. And I did think that all the characters, even Al, were kind of dumb. (laughs) Yeah, I think they were all being dumb, too. And again, that bothered me. Yeah. Uh, So now they're going to... They're not going to be so dumb, and I know some of it was being played up for comedy, mm-hmm. but I, it, it didn't. It didn't work. The only thing that finally I was grateful. I felt like at the very end they got Pooh, and when Pooh uh, sees the tail at Al's place, yeah. yeah, and Pooh then goes ahead and he gets it done. And I think that's the Winnie the Pooh that we know. Yeah, you know who's. Yeah, it's just yeah, as you said, he he's naive. He, he didn't even stop to get to eat honey. Yeah. He goes, he just, right? He just went and got it and got it done. And, uh-huh. and clearly the writers knew that was a good way to end it. And, and, I, and I would agree. I thought yeah. that was a really strong way to 
Cause one of, too, cause otherwise yeah. I, I was a little discouraged with um, how his character was portrayed. Yeah. Cause one of my favorite parts of the original Winnie the Pooh is when, when Piglet gives up his house for Owl. <laughs> And, oh my uh, and, and he's like, well, I guess I will live. I, <laughs> I will live. You shall live with me. Right. <laughs> the best. And he just takes care of it. Yeah. And it's, it's adorable, you know, and really tender. Yeah. And then Pooh says, Christopher, can we make a one hero party into a two hero party? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. best. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, so uh, how did you feel about John Cleese as the narrator? You know, um, fine. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry to be a little ambiguous about it. <laughs> I mean, I thought okay. it was fine. But honestly, I just thought that could have been really any, any good British actor. Mm-hmm. Personally, I wasn't sure. I mean, maybe it was a bit distracting. It was like, well, this is John Cleese. Who's mm-hmm. reading it? But but I don't know if it necessarily played to his strengths. No, because well, so Sebastian Cabot was in the the original narrator yes, in the original. He's he was so good. I mean, he's just mm-hmm. perfection. Yeah, yeah. And there's less sort of commentary uh, with the characters in kind of than in the original in the than in this uh the uh like i feel like most of the interactions with the text and with the narrator were kind of by uh by accident like when the the, when the number when the letters fall into the pit that's not uh that's not any kind of i don't know that's just an accident it just happened right as opposed to the way it is in the original yeah i uh I didn't. I didn't think it was a bad decision, but I didn't. I didn't really feel like it was an inspired decision. If that yeah. makes. If that makes sense, because I really like John Cleese. Don't get me wrong. I think he's fantastic. But but. Uh, yeah. I didn't think he really added anything. Right. G- given the words they gave him to say, you know, given, yeah. given the script. The one yeah. thing, though, I do love about that whole thing with the narrator, and I kind of touched on it a little earlier, but I can't express enough. <laughs> how much I love the thing, the, 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 the book and then with the words and having Winnie the Pooh, like jump on the letters, you know, mm-hmm. in the, in the book, I just think, I just love that so much. Cause I guess part of it is I love books so much and I love books so much as a kid too. Mm-hmm. But just having these characters interact that way with a book is so magical to me. And, and uh, I was so happy that that was a decision that they chose to continue you know, a stylistic decision that they that they continued in this remake, you know, or this or the next version. I just I loved it. Yeah. So I guess I can't completely rip on John Cleese because it seemed like you know every time, most every time he was speaking, there there were words on the screen, you know, <laughs> that they were from the book. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. If you know what I mean, right? Yeah, it was just less. There was just less character to it. It was yeah, making it sound. Yeah. I'm really neg- I'm really not about this film. No, but uh, right. but but so like I said, some of the voice choices and some of the character choices weren't weren't my favorite. But as far as the story, I think the story was perfectly cute. I like the story. Uh, you have like I said, looking for Eeyore's tail, which is cute, and then there's sort of a a real like I said, it feels kind of episodic 
because yes. uh, they start they're going to use kanga's scarf uh and uh and then it kind of unravels and there's so, so, but it's kind of there's sort of a coda put on that story for just a little bit yep. and uh and then Pooh ends up at christopher robbins and she, he has a sign on his door that says gone out busy back soon but uh they've they've she's sort of al. <laughs> yeah. al interprets it as isn't it al who yeah. ultimately interprets yeah. it as baxon yeah right and this is supposedly al has, has written his mem is writing his memoirs so this yeah. really must be quite interesting in <laughs> but they interpret it as the uh he reads it as the baxon there's a there's a baxon and it's a mischievous monster known as the baxon and and so then you also you have uh that uh you have each of them kind of coming up with their own little plans of how they're going to defeat the baxon you have rabbit who's who's wants to build a trap for them and uh, this you know this pit and he's going to lead them down to this this pit and then tigger who uh who kind of groups with eeyore to try to uh to to go and defeat the uh the backs and you have tigger dressing up uh as the uh as the backs in and uh, so there's some kind of cute uh cute scenes with there and uh and then uh you see a poo uh trying to get the honey and uh and even piglet gets stuck in the uh the beehive at a certain point i thought that was kind of funny that all that, that humor was really really worked for me uh, when <laughs> yeah like they put him on that teeter-totter thing you know yeah that's funny i thought that that worked i liked it it was funny and they have the baxon song so we get the yes and i love the whole sort of uh chalkboard look that you have with the baxon really really clever as if it yeah almost like a child was doing these drawings that you know that were coming to life on the chalkboard yeah, and really, 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 fun, really fun, really clever. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so they set out kind of. They're sort of like this little military style to their their setup, and uh, they they go deeper into the forest, and uh, then we get we actually get a song from Tigger to Eeyore uh, about becoming like a Tigger. It's called "It's Going to Be Great," and that one's pretty cute too. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, they, so Pooh ends up seeing everything as honey. Uh, like literally everything around him starts turning into honey because he's so hungry. And then he sings, everything is honey. So that's pretty cute. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, Jim Cummings, you got to give him a prize for this movie. Oh, absolutely, Rachel. Because he, um, I mean, I think he carries it. Yeah, I mean, he sings in almost almost every song. Yeah. Uh, that Zoe Deschanel's not singing. <laughs> 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 <He's> singing <in>. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, voicing the two characters that had the most most to say yeah, for sure. Right. 
So that was pretty, pretty impressive. And it was so cool. I wish you could have gone, uh, at D23. They had this, uh, this, uh, voice actor appreciation. They, they have a, a voice actor, uh, association yes. that, uh, makes sure that all of the different voice actors, cause many people will voice a particular character, but they all have to make sure it sounds like voice a, and uh, there's so they keep track of through this association and they were having this um this amazing concert slash panel whatever you want to call it uh for the uh 30th birthday of the uh, or anniversary of the voice actors association and oh that's so cool i saw i saw amazing. that panel and I, and I forgot that you got to go to that that's uh, so sad yeah uh, oh you got you watched it on youtube no i have i've got to it's, it's on there yeah was, as you say that's one of those was, that got recorded right and then, and then they yeah. would people record it yeah it was incredible okay and, well, i'm gonna yeah make it to, on my to-do list <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch that yeah and uh yeah and jim cummings was there and he's just he's amazing uh it it was really really amazing to see because you had the voice of um brent, i think it's brent Irwin, the voice of Minnie, mickey mouse was the voice of mickey mouse yeah mm-hmm. and then you had bill farmer voice of goofy and pluto and uh anyway uh all these classic and them going back and forth doing all these different voices together and they set up this kind of little uh little sort of vocal studio or whatever and and uh it was it was so amazing just to see the way he can switch and switch and do Darkwing duck and then do winnie the pooh and then and just flip them back and forth and it was incredible that's so cool yeah mm-hmm. amazing yeah these guys are so talented they're so good at what they do yeah so i i really like everything is honey i think it's probably the best animated scene of the the movie is the, the animation everything. is terrific in that sequence i agree it's beautiful yeah. i love the colors i love yes. this it's it's really good so then uh the uh that they're all end up getting stuck in the pit and piglet who also i have never thought of as a stupid character i piglet like he's super sincere and sweet yeah but like the way he was cutting up the the rope it's like he's not dumb. Yeah. When did Piglet become dumb? Again, that whole sequence in the pit is frustrating to me because I just feel like nobody's really being the characters that they are. You know, they're the, they're just being dumb yeah. and and again playing it up for comedy, but it goes yeah. off it's way too long for my taste. Yeah, agreed. I did think that was a pretty hilarious joke though when Piglet tries to get the book to him and they're like uh, there's like al read this to me and it was certainly the longest thing i've ever heard <laughs> and then Pooh's like it's true it's true it lags in the middle <laughs> that to me was very funny that was a good joke <laughs> so a jam a miss too much yeah that i thought was funny the only thing that would have made it even funnier if there had been an actual title to the book that would yes. have been even funnier if they yeah. had the guts to, <laughs> to to skewer someone a little bit that would have been funny but but anyway that made me laugh and so then piglet goes to christopher robin's house and he thinks that tigger is the backson at a certain point you also see 
uh, owl fly out of the pit and then fly uh, back in uh-uh <laughs> like what exactly what is happening uh but then finally Pooh uses the letters from the book to climb out and christopher returns and he explains uh, the uh the confusion about the vaccine and uh then you like you were saying Pooh goes to owl's house and he finds to uh, he finds eeyore's tail as a bell ringer at owl's house and so he takes uh the uh, he forgoes his honey he's the true hero like i said you could take a one one hero party into a two hero party <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and in reward he gets massive pot of honey it's as big as christopher robbins yeah it's just gigantic mm-hmm. and well deserved finally Pooh gets to eat <laughs> yeah and uh, christopher i think is the one says instead of thinking of your tummy you thought of your friend instead mm-hmm. so that's the end of really the- cute cute object lesson too you know i think that's a good thing for all of us to learn you know to be reminded of yeah yeah and i wish that that i wish it had done better obviously i wish we could get more 2d animation i i well, wish exactly i think that was one of the things i was so frustrated with with their release date because like are you kidding me here you are you're you're you're, you're almost guaranteeing that it's not going to earn a lot of money and then you're going to kill whatever other 2d animation project you've got with the philosophy like oh 2d animated movies don't make money that's so not true it's like mm-hmm. Give this movie a chance or make a movie that can really deliver. You know, they've got the skills and the talent. Oh, it drives me crazy. Yeah. It drives me crazy too. uh, Because certainly, especially with such a low budget, if they had done it right, then it would have, it would have made money. I, I'm hundred percent convinced of that. Me too. Uh, And so, yeah, it's frustrating, but it, it's a it's a sweet movie i i have to admit i i think i have it ranked a little high <laughs> i have it at 34 oh, okay um, in my last rating i have uh hercules at 35 and ichabod and mr toad at 33 okay so i, I i'm I, I don't hate the ranking but i think i i would probably make it a little lower lower this time around because yeah i don't know and it's I in my it's, go go ahead sorry i was just saying, I, th- I feel like it's sort of similar to bolt i kind of feel about it mm-hmm. same. Mm-hmm. with bolt and that's i have it 40 so i guess not that far off but yeah not too far off but but i, I, I hear you kind of where where you got and you know in, in my ranking and i promise you i, I am gonna rank these movies <laughs> it's gonna be an epic podcast yeah, right. yeah i'm so excited stand finally <laughs> <laughs> rank the films it's in it's in my you know good not great yeah bucket yeah. uh because again i think there's there's much to like about it and i think in so many ways it's so cute but it's uh it's imperfections really kind of put it uh lower for me yeah well there you go so next month we're not using the random generator this month because next month uh we have a new film coming out which frozen two yes frozen two we're so excited about both of us soaked yeah 
And so we are going to do what we did last year for Ralph Breaks the Internet. We are going to cover both movies in separate episodes. And we're, so we're going to cover Frozen and then we're going to cover Frozen 2. Unless watching all the Christmas movies kills me. <laughs> That'll be the only caveat. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have that we'll cancel it. <laughs> uh, so i'm i'm really really excited for that uh, i have uh frozen the original frozen in my last ranking was at 12 so i have it very yeah. high i love the film oh, yeah. i love the film too and, and um, i'm really excited for the sequel i just think it looks terrific yep yep uh, so I, I'm excited. And I also have this week over on my channel on Rachel's Reviews, I have my Disney Canon project. Uh, it's a, a whole review that I do uh, for these Disney Canon films. I have mine for Ralph Breaks the Internet finally coming out this week. Uh, so I'll put a link down. Check that out Yay. over on Rachel's Reviews. <laughs> it took me forever. But uh, I still love that movie. I, I stand by everything I said. I <laughs> talked about it last year. I really, I really, I, I really like it. So anyway, we did have some comments on our Twitter, uh, just two, that we have from Matthew Ironhawk. He says, it was very cute. Only seen it once for some reason, but remember it being a delight. In Animated Antic, he says, probably the most underrated film from Walt Disney Animation Studios. It's very sweet, nicely animated, and also surprisingly hilarious. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Great. <laughs> so, okay, good. Well, yeah, let us know what you think of 2011 Winnie the Pooh. Put in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, consider becoming a patron of the podcast. I'll have all the information in the description section. We also will have our merch with our Talking Disney uh, logo uh, that will be available that was designed by J artist Jessica Miller of the two of us. Yes. <laughs> which is pretty fun. That's so fun. <laughs> she did such a nice job. Yeah. yeah. And so check that out. I'll have all of that information in the description section. So Stanford, where can people find you? Yes, I'm on Twitter at Stanford Clark, and I also have a movie blog and podcast at moviespastandpresent.com. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, and YouTube, and Ron Tomatoes. So make sure to check that out. Plus, I have the Hallmarkies podcast, uh, which is available all over the place. So definitely check that out. And uh, thanks so much. And we will uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Yeah, thanks. Bye.